0: Alright, good evening everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day and the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is April 20th, 2023 and week 220. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say welcome back. And thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, I, as I wanted to start this live stream off a little bit differently, as this is the first live stream that we're pre-recording after I've entered the world of fatherhood. And it has already been a major journey. I just wanted to share this testimony. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen it as I posted it on Facebook already. Um, But as I said, this is the first message that we're recording after my son has been born. Um, And like I said, it was a journey. It was um, that Thursday or that Friday, March 31st, early in the morning, um, they broke my wife's water and our baby's heart rate just started drastically decreasing. And then I was watching as nurse after nurse came in trying to get the baby's heart rate to jump or go back up again. And all of their attempts were failing. And then it got to where it was about nine or 10 nurses in there trying to put my wife in different positions. And she had an epidural earlier, so she couldn't feel anything on the lower part of her body. So it was very hard for her to move. And that's why they had to have a lot of nurses come in there. And after about 10 or so minutes, uh, my baby's heart rate dropped from 133 beats per hour or beats per minute. Um, sorry, beats per hour to uh, about 60 or 70. And then one nurse said, All right, we have to go, we have to hurry up and get this baby out of here. And so they originally said that I could go in the, into the room that uh, they were doing the operation in. And so all of us running down the hallway, um, wife is on the bed and you know, the rolling bed, and I'm running down as well, not knowing. What in the world to think? You know, I've seen that so many times on movies where they rush people through the hospital, but I've never experienced that in person until that day. So we get to the room where they're going to perform the emergency C-section, and then they say, "All right, Dad, we need you to stay out here." I'm like, "What? <laughs> Why you said I could go in?" And it, and in hindsight, it was the best. For, it was best for me to stay out. So I wouldn't get in the way or try to stop them from doing anything because obviously they're the professionals here. No telling how many times they done this exact same procedure. So I'm sitting outside keeping everyone updated because it was her mom and her siblings there with us and they weren't allowed to be in the room uh, with us when they broke our water. So it was just me at first And so I'm letting them know I'm praying and praying and praying. And then after a few minutes, I I hear my wife screaming when they were cutting her stomach open because they they didn't have time to give her the medicine, the anesthesia or whatever it's called to make her go to sleep so that she wouldn't feel any of the pain. And then after a few minutes, I hear a baby crying. So I'm assuming that's our baby. But I didn't hear my wife anymore. So I didn't know that they had given her the medicine. I didn't know what to think or what. And so, um, I kept praying. I kept praying. Uh, it was a really scary situation to be in, but I had to still trust God through it all. And then after a few minutes, um, finally one of the doctors came out and said, all right, the baby's fine. Uh, we gave your wife some medication. So she's in their sleep. And then they rolled him out and I was finally able to, to, to see him. And it was just a, a feeling of immense gratefulness that both of them, my wife and the baby made it through the procedure because, um, a lot of cases, the baby doesn't make it or the wife doesn't make, it. and not even during an emergency C-section, this could be a regular, you know, push, um, delivery where there are complications and one or both of the people involved do not make it. So I just want to give uh, glory to God because he, he knew what he was doing and we don't, we're just here alone for the ride. And a lot of people will say, look, it's it's the nurses, it's the doctors that help. And I give credit to them too. I'm not discounting them by giving thanks to God because God is the one who gave them the ability to do that. Even if they don't want to admit it, God says without him, we can do nothing. So God gave them the ability and the knowledge and the understanding on how to cut her, on how to get the baby out and make sure that the baby is okay. Okay. So I definitely give credit to the nurses and doctors because that's what they're here for. But the most credit goes to the most high. And I also don't want to take our mothers for granted. You know, we growing up and we get upset with our moms for this and for that. We don't know what they what all they've gone through, what all sacrifices they've made and and the fathers, too, but more so of the mother, because we were in our mothers for nine months. We, we cause them morning sickness, throwing up, We cause them not to eat a lot of things, to be on their side, get up every 30 to an hour, every 30 minutes to an hour to go to the restroom. I've seen it firsthand, so I've seen what struggles we can put our mothers through, so I just want to thank each and every single one that's a mother because I, I, I don't take it for granted. So thank you guys there. Uh, Tony looks like, uh, you cut out right there. But again, I just want to reiterate that it was a very scary situation, but, um, our baby boy, he's 15 days old now and he's, he's doing great. (laughs) And I I am overall enjoying the journey of being a father and providing It, it really is a feeling like none other. So again, um, I always say at the end of the live stream, today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies because on March 31st, around three, four in the morning, it was a tribulation, major tribulation. But today, it, I can speak on it as a testimony. And this goes for for anybody. That was a storm, but there's still joy that came from it. So I thank you guys for listening to that testimony. I wanted to go ahead and get it out of the way at the beginning of the live stream because I've been itching to say it, <laughs> so um, and it doesn't have anything to do with the message per se. But I don't know. Uh, Tony's good like that. He may find some way to fit it in there. <laughs> but um, as you can see from the title, it says the power of ignoring. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of the message and learn how to apply these things being taught to our daily lives. So again the minister of the hour, Minister Tony Banks.
1: Thank you very much, man. Before we get into it, let us go into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the blessings, Lord. We thank you for the testimonies, Lord. We thank you for um, the ways that you've made out of nowhere, Lord. We thank you even for the heartaches, for the struggles, for the pain, for the trials the tribulations, Lord. They have shaped us. They have uh, molded us, Lord. They increase our faith, Lord. They they help us to spread your word. They help us to encourage someone else uh, who may go who may be going through the same thing or even something drastically different but still all in all lord we understand that these things help us to encourage someone else to hold on to have faith to to believe in your holy word Lord, to believe in what you told us so lord we say first and foremost foremost lord we thank you for your mercy for your grace for your truth lord for just being a god who cares about his people a god who loves us and a god who responds lord uh, you're not as some false idols lord you always respond to us uh, maybe not as quickly as we want to at times lord but you always acknowledge us lord you always answer us it might not always be the answer we desire lord but you always respond so lord we're praying that no matter what happens to us in this life that you will continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy. In the midst of every storm, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in Your fantastic name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, yes, sir, I thank God for that testimony. Um, You know, it's it's a a troubling time. I can only imagine. Uh, God knows, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. But through it all, I'm grateful to God for. Just his his love for him keeping you guys, uh, for him bringing you guys through those times and uh, not even just that for blessing you to be willing to share that testimony with us because we need these testimonies. Uh, The Bible tells us this is how we overcome uh, through his blood and through the testimony because at some point or another, we're all going to deal with some situations where uh, we feel we're not going to make it. Someone's not going to make it. Uh, we're not sure how we will make it, but through it all, God still, he reigns supreme. He still shows up and shows out. So I thank God for, um, him, him blessing. And I'm, I'm hoping, and I'm actually looking forward to, uh, where God continues to take you guys and, and the things that he continues to do for you guys, because, uh, The only thing that I can say is God knows what he's doing. So we do thank you guys for that. Thank you for that testimony. Um, And, you know, I I pray that all of those listening and who will listen, uh, that that would be, that testimony would be something to encourage you, uh, to help you, um, because God knows there are some things that takes place in our lives. And we have all types of thoughts. We have, um, you talked about how being outside of the the room and uh, you no longer heard your wife's voice. I I can only imagine the the thoughts that are going on. It's like, man, I heard so much screaming and yelling, and now I hear utter silence. And so that's when the the devil begins to work on our mind. That's when um, all the evil thoughts begin. But Lord be to God, It's joy in the midst of a storm, there's still a light at the end of the tunnel. So we thank God for that. Uh, We are going to talk about the power of ignoring, and I'm going to do my best to tie that into this. Uh, (laughs) I want you guys to know that these things that we get on here and discuss, um, I might plan to talk about a certain topic. Uh, but I don't plan uh, what I'm going to say. Now, I've seen some preachers that might have it written out what they're going to say. I don't have nothing to do with that, uh, but I don't come on here and plan exactly what I'm going to say. Uh, I might have some points that I might want to hit, and usually I never even make it to all of those. Um, but but there there's the, the power of ignoring. Um, there are situations in our lives There are circumstances in our lives that is going to take us to ignore some things um, to to the best of our ability. Now, now it's hard to ignore things. I I know um, as as you you were there, it was hard to ignore those evil thoughts. That oh man, uh, it's not looking good. It's not looking like my wife will make it. It's not looking like my child will make it. You know, I'm certain it was hard to ignore some thoughts creeping up into your head. Uh, Likewise for your wife, I can only imagine as they're cutting her, she's like, Lord Jesus, how am I going to make it through this? Because it's so much pain. But if we can ignore those thoughts, if we can ignore even the pain uh, to the best of our ability. Now, I know it's hard to ignore pain. Don't get me wrong. But if we can uh, focus our mind on the end goal, if we can focus our mind and our attention on why we're enduring what we're enduring. See, your your wife was enduring what she was enduring because she was looking at and you guys were looking at the joy of bringing a child into the world. And so the pain and the suffering, you try your best to ignore that. I, uh, I won't go into too much detail, but I know uh, Mel and I even talked about uh, just just being a father. Uh, bringing a, a, a newborn into the world and the struggles and, and the, the, the crying and the yelling and all the things that a newborn comes with. It's so important to ignore the things that bother us, ignore the, 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 the stressful times, ignore the pain, ignore the trials and tribulations, because we understand it's going to be a day. And actually, today is a day that I already feel is worth these things. But if we're not able to ignore all of those things, you know, there are so many people, sad to say, so many people, they have a child. Uh, They desire to have a child. Um, And and, and a lot of times we desire to do many different things, many wonderful things. But we don't know the problems that will come with it. We don't know the situations that we'll find ourselves in, the pain, the agony, the struggles that we'll endure while we're embarking or while we're receiving whatever that thing is that we ask God for. And so, so often, and it's sad, but so often people have children and they did not recognize, look, well, this child needs to eat every three hours. This child needs to wake up. This child is going to have this problem. The child is going to have that problem. He, he or she is going to uh, uh, cry and yell and spit and, and vomit and everything else. And you've got to be there to clean this child up every time. You've got to be there to pick the child up and shake them and say, it's all right, baby. It, 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 it's okay. What's wrong? Are you hungry? Are you this? You've got to troubleshoot and figure out what problem is going on and throw it off, even through sicknesses, because God knows that the child, uh, all of us as children, we've endured sicknesses, colds and headaches and all types of things, stomach tore up. These are things that we deal with even as being adults and that child has to deal with it. and so so often a parent who just wanted all the good things that came with the child. They said I want to post some nice pictures father and son day, mother and daughter day. <laughs> they wanted the nice pictures. They 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 want uh, <laughs> the child brings their parent to class day, you know. They we we want all of those uh, fun things uh if if the father played a sport or something he he wants his child to grow up and play that sport like him but whatever the mother did she wants that child to do what she did see we want those fun things but we don't know the tough times the terrible times that we'll have to overcome and ignore in order to make it to the days that we really appreciate and so often people take their child Child that they gave birth to, and they throw them away. It's so sad. I mean, people are finding children in dumpsters. People are finding children on their doorsteps. Uh, people are offering up children into shelters and all and all types of things uh, such as that because they could not ignore those tough times. They could not ignore. They could not realize that my child is going to grow up, and we're not going to have these exact same problems. If God permit, we're going to overcome some of these things. God is going to bless us. They could not ignore those thoughts and say, you know what? You should just get rid of this child. You know what? You should just get rid of whatever this situation is, whatever this circumstance. We find people even commit suicide because they could not ignore those evil thoughts those things that someone said about them, how they would never amount to anything. So many times, and and I've had this happen to me, we'll make mistakes, costly mistakes. You can be driving down the road, feet slip off the brakes, and you can hit in the back of someone, cause them some type of severe injury. They might not even die, but you can cause them some type of severe injury. And it seems like the weight of the world on your shoulder because you're so disappointed with how you harm someone else. See, these things are real and they're happening to people every day. But if we can ignore those thoughts, those evil thoughts, if we can ignore the pain, the stress, the anxiety, the depression, if we can ignore those things, look, God would bless you. There are better days coming. We know the scripture told us weeping may endure for tonight. We might be weeping. We might be crying. We might be in pain right now. But in the morning, song said, in the morning, when I rise, in the morning, joy is coming. In the morning, things will get better. But we've got to be able to right now. We've got to ignore some things. We've got to learn to ignore some things. See, we give attention to everything. We give attention to everything someone says. We give attention to everything that someone else is doing. And as soon as we see someone doing something that we're not doing, or they have something that we don't have, it's hard for us to shake it. It's hard for us to ignore and to be patient and wait on God to deliver us. And our minds become troubled because somebody says, well, why does Melvin get a child? And I haven't. I've been waiting on a child all this time. See, we've got to be able to ignore some things and be patient. Cast down, the Bible told us, cast down vain imaginations. We've got to be willing. Let us start being happy for one another. Grateful for the things that God did in someone else's life. Because you know what? He's a just God. He'll do the same things for you. He'll bless you. So I want to deal with that tonight. Talking about the power of ignoring. See, if we can learn to ignore some pain, if we can ignore some troubling times, God will take us places that we never would have made it. See, uh, I, I, I've talked about this before. Uh, and God knows I need to. Um, we'll we'll exercise and we'll start out. We, we come up with all these good ideas. <laughs> we say, man, I'm, I'm going to lose some weight. I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to stop eating fast food. I'm going to cut back on this. I'll cut back on that. We'll come up with all these uh, eating regimens. We'll look online and come up with a... a a schedule. I mean, we, we go to great lengths. But you know what? It, it takes day one. The first day out, we say, all right, I'm going to make myself eat a salad. I'm going to make myself eat some baked foods and something healthy. And then as soon as we start, really, before we even start looking at it, I say, man, I really don't have a taste for this. <laughs> I really wish I had some of those McDonald fries. I really wish I had some, some fried chicken. I really wish I had this or a cake or a pie. Or I really wish I had some of that my favorite candy that I like. We start thinking about all the stuff. Man, I sure want some juice right now. I don't want no water. All the things that we said we do, when the trouble starts taking place, it's hard for us to ignore. It's hard for us to ignore how we feel. Because our feelings have changed. Our feelings have changed quickly. But if we could ignore how we feel, if we could ignore those thoughts. Look, somebody would ask you, man, you sure you've been losing weight, haven't you? See, we never get to that stage. (laughs) We never get to that point because we were not willing to ignore how we feel. See, a lot of times I meant to talk about this recently. A lot of times everything has to be convenient for us. See, convenience costs us a lot. We can't ignore the thought that, man, this is taking too long. See, I felt this way. I I know. God knows I felt this way so many times. Man, this is taking so long. It seems like I'm not making it anywhere. It seems like I've been in the same place for the last year, for the last two years, for the last five years, for the last 10. It's not true. And deep down, we know it's not true. We know we're in a better place today. We should be now in a better place today. If we've been following God, if we've been doing the right things, we're in a better place today than we were last year, the year before last. But that does not mean we're where we want to be. And so we're comparing where we want to be. That's the only thing we're looking at and we're seeing we're not there. So in our minds, we're thinking, I haven't made any progress. I'm not getting better at all. But if we could ignore those thoughts, look, we'll get to our goals. We'll get to our destination. We'll get to where God desires us to be. But there's power in ignoring things. There's some thoughts we've got to ignore. There's some people, look, there's some people that might be our friends. They might be our family. They might be people in the church. There's some people you gotta start ignoring some things they say. I'm telling you, walk right past these people and pretend like they don't exist because you hate them. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying there's some things, some comments that people make, there's some remarks that people make, even church folks. And you can't really, you you can't understand why would they say that? Why would they even say that about me? I oh, thought they cared about me. Look, there's some there's some comments you've just got to start ignoring. There's some situations you've got to start ignoring. There's some thoughts that creep into our minds that mean us no good. Thoughts straight from hell that you've got to start ignoring. We've got to start ignoring some things. That's the only way we're going to get where we're going. Staying focused. He said, if we keep our eyes stayed on him, he'll keep us in perfect peace. And so in order for me to keep my eyes on God, on Christ, we got to start ignoring everything that's not of God. And that comes from some of my own friends, some of my own family members, some people in the church. That's going to come from strangers. That's going to come from every angle. That's even going to come from myself. Because every now and then, some foolish thought will come into my mind. I've got to learn how to ignore it. Even how my own body feels, I've got to start ignoring something. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, I don't feel like. I've got to start ignoring that stuff. Melvin opened this, this Bible study, giving his testimony. But there's going to be so many times. And I'm sure some of us already happened. There's so many times that the baby is going to wake up in the middle of the night crying and yelling. And you, you're going to wake up out of your sleep saying, oh, Lord, I really don't feel like this. Yep. Oh, I, I, I just went to sleep. <laughs> so many times that's going to happen. But we've got to be willing to ignore how we feel for the greater good. To help someone else, we've got to ignore, I don't feel like it. Look, I I, I've, uh, I I like to talk about myself because I don't want you guys to think I only talk about you, but I talk about myself also because I've got to be better. I can think back on times in my life where uh, it's, it's time to go to Bible study, it's Talking about my own. See, I attend other Bible studies also because I still need to be growing myself. There's times where it's like, all right, it's time for Bible study. It's not far away. It's not a far drive for me to get there. But then I'll start to hear the rain. I'll start to to look outside and see, man, it's so cloudy out there. Man, it's storming. Man, the rain is coming down. And you know what? My mind says, hmm. Maybe I can just sit this one out, man. It's raining. What what am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? I've driven in the rain so many other times. When it's time to get to work, look, we're not stopping because of the rain. When it's time to get to the football game, to the basketball game, to the concert, to anything else. Look, uh, I don't care how much it's raining. If a woman is going into labor, look, they're getting to that hospital. I don't care how hard it's raining. They said, man, we got to go. And so, so, so often I realize I've got to ignore my own feelings, how Tony feels. Because God has some things for us that we'll never get. So the baby will never be born. Not the proper way if we let the rain stop us. Suppose the doctor has said, man, we can't deliver the baby because it's raining outside. You know, when it's raining, It just makes me so tired. See, these are things that people say now. They say, when it's raining outside, oh, I just feel so tired. I just don't want to do anything. I I just want to lay around and just relax. Because it's raining outside. Look, the rain has nothing to do with us inside the house. God has blessed many of us. Now, I know some people, it leaks in the home sometimes. But now, God has blessed a lot of us. It don't even leak inside. But somehow. It raining on the bricks. It raining on the wood outside has caused us to say, "You know what? I can't do anything." See, we've got to learn to start ignoring some feelings. We've got to start ignoring some things if we ever want to achieve what God really has for us. So I thank God. The doctors don't say it's raining. We can't. We can't do it today because it's raining. I thank God. That even, uh, you know, God looked down at us and the Bible says while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I thank God that he ignored the fact that we're foolish, that we're sinners, that we're disrespectful, that we showed him a lack of love, a lack of compassion, that we did so much against him. I thank God he ignored all of that and said, I'm still going to the cross for them. I'm still going to die for them. Not because they deserve it. So many times we 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 don't do something for someone else because we feel they don't deserve it. If we could only ignore those thoughts, if we could only recognize we didn't deserve what Christ did for us, we didn't deserve it. So I want to read tonight, at least before my time runs out, I want to read tonight uh, Jesus now, he, he's going to show us how to ignore things. Uh, really quickly, let's read that verse that I gave you, Mel. Um, and then we will run to hit Jesus. But in the book of James chapter four, I think I told you verse seven.
0: Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you.
1: Resist the devil. He said, look, you got to ignore the things that the devil presents. Look, the devil has so much to offer us. He does. He even tried to offer Jesus some things. But the devil's going to offer you things. Having a con- we, we talked about music last week. I uh, even having a conversation today. See, people think just because somebody's uh, so gifted playing music that God accepts it. No, some of these songs that people are playing, that's straight from the devil himself. See, the devil's going to offer you some music also. God's going to offer you some music. The devil's going to offer you a lot of things. Look, God got some people out there for you. Somebody will say, oh, well, I'm so lonely and I wish I had somebody in my life. Look, the devil's got some folks to offer you. He's got a lot of folks he can offer you. But see, you've got to ignore The things that the devil presents to you, I don't care how good looking it is, how good looking she is, how good looking he is, how strong, uh, tall, dark and handsome, whatever, coke, bottle, whatever you wish to say. We've got to resist and ignore the devil. You know, if you ignore someone, there's some times where people try to get your attention. And once you start ignoring them, they'll keep trying. But eventually, once they see it's not working, they'll just quit. You know, babies like that. When, when <laughs> you, if, if a person spoils a baby, look, this baby's going to cry every single time he wants something. It doesn't matter what it is. Look, He can just eat. He can just wake up. He, he can be perfect and in perfect condition. Pamper doesn't need to be changed. But as soon as he feels, man, I want to go see what they're doing. I want them to get me out of this crib. I'm I'm tired of being down here. Look, he goes to yelling and crying. (laughs) And the parents are trying to figure out what's wrong with him. As soon as you pick him up, he shuts his mouth. No tears were even coming from his eyes. Now, I've seen this happen. No tears coming from the baby's eyes. Not one tear. But he's crying up a storm. He's making all kinds of noise. He's talking. Don't know what he's saying, but he's talking. All because he just wants somebody to pick him up. And so the only way to break this behavior is to ignore that child. To let him cry. To let him just make all this noise he wants to make. I, I know mama's going to say, oh, I just can't stand to see. My baby cry. (laughs) See, I know how it goes, man. I just can't stand to see him make any type of sound. But if you would ignore it, it would break that child of some bad habits. Now, I'm a proponent of not developing these bad habits. But there's some things that we've got to allow to happen in order to make a person better. See, there are young children now maybe teenagers growing up. And there are some times where they might be struggling with something. You might notice uh, being a parent or being uh, just a friend to them, being someone uh, to, who's trying to lead and guide them. You might recognize a younger person struggling with something. And it can be something simple. Um, even recently I had uh, uh a younger, a younger individual person told me to help them untie their tie. They had a, a shirt on with a tie. They said, "Look, help me untie it, young young child." And I I began to do it, and then I realized. I said, "No, you got to do that yourself. No, you got to struggle through something. I got to watch you struggle and ignore." The struggling that the, the 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 frustration happening to you, I've got to ignore some of that because I'm trying to teach you that you've got to go through some things. You've got to be strong enough to endure. Somebody's not always going to be around. Mother and father's not always going to be around. Your older siblings, they're not always going to be there to help you. Your, your church members. Sometimes you're going to be going through something alone. And you got to be able to ignore the struggle. You can't allow the struggle always to make you quit. See, we're we're in a generation, we're in a time where everyone is so fast to quit. Throw up their hands. Person working at a job. They get tired, they get hot, they get sweaty, they get uncomfortable. They said, man, I'm going to quit. Just started working at this job one week ago already ready to quit. The first day was smooth sailing because we didn't do anything but follow somebody around and they showed us where the bathroom was and that's all we did. They showed you they showed you where uh, the restroom was. They showed you where the office is. They showed you where everything was. And that took up the whole day. They said, just watch behind this person. And we didn't have to do any work but as soon as the work starts taking place, as soon as things get tough, we throw up our hands and quit. And so I've realized there are some times where I have to ignore and watch someone. Not that you don't care. See, we've got to know when to step in and help and when not to. Sometimes I've got to ignore some things because I'm trying to help this person. Because I want you to see you can do this. You can achieve some things on your own. Somebody doesn't have to hold your hand for everything. And so I watched this young child. He might have struggled to begin with. And then eventually he began to overcome. He eventually began to untie his own tie. First time he ever did. I know somebody, I said, "Why well, it's small. That doesn't mean anything. No, that means a lot. See, we've got to teach our children. We've got to teach people around us. Don't give up so easy. You can't do something because you never did it before. You've got to overcome. You've got to ignore some thoughts you got to ignore what people are saying about you. But folks are always going to talk about you. That seems like one of the hardest things there is to do, to ignore what someone said. Because I guarantee you, if, if somebody said something about you and it cut you, it hit you hard, you'll think about it years later. If you see that person, you'll think, man, I remember they said this about me. See, those words stick with us. But instead of holding on to it, And it making you sad, it making you weak, it making you be uh, in a state of frustration. Instead of all those things, how about we say, man, I'm going to ignore what they said. And I'm going to allow that to make me better. I'm going to work on me. I'm going to continue to be developed by God. We're in the hands of the potter. And he's continuing to shape and mold us, but he cannot create us to what he wants us to be. If we cannot ignore everything the devil's sending our way, every attack of the enemy. There's a reason this program is called Joy in the Midst of a Storm. See, the, the goal is to share things with us to help us. Because we're going to endure these things. Somebody's going to talk about you. Your own family, your own friends, people you thought never would have said this or never would have did that. They're going to do things and say things that you never expected. You got to be strong enough. That's what God told Joshua. He said, Look, you gotta be strong. You got to be courageous. Don't turn to the right or to the left. Ignore all of that stuff out there. The stuff that gets you sidetracked, ignore that stuff. In the book of John chapter eight, I want to run over there before I run out of time because Jesus, he's going to show us the power of ignoring. John chapter one and verse eight. I I know many people have heard this story before. Um, and it's not necessarily the story that I want to focus on. I want to focus on how he showed us. See, Jesus showed us a lot of things. And if we were to learn the lessons that he taught, look, there's nothing that can hold us back. I don't care about oppression and racism and, and, and oh, well, this person doesn't like me. None of that matters. If you would just line up with what God said, if you would ignore all of that stuff, keep your eyes focused on what God told you to. But the more we're focused on what somebody did on TV, what somebody said on social media, what, what what's going on over here, what's going on over there, we will never. We're focusing so much more on everybody else's life. And we're not getting things accomplished in our own. We're ignoring our life and focusing on so many others. If we would focus on the things that God wants us to do and ignore what everybody else has going on, we can make it somewhere. So let's read here, Mel, in the book of John, chapter 8,
0: starting at verse 1. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. Mm -hmm. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple. And all the people came unto him and he sat down and taught them.
1: Now, look at where we are. We are in the church. We are in church. Now, (laughs) how many times are we in church and people are worried about the wrong things? Instead of us being in here to listen to the word of God, for Him to teach us, for us to see something. Brand new. God show us something new. God give us a fresh perspective, a new perspective on something, a new outlook. God gives us that little bit of uh, encouragement that we need. Instead of us coming to church to focus on that, we come in church and you know what we do? We start looking around, seeing what are people wearing today? You know, oh, wow, his pants are too short. Oh, his pants are too tight. Oh, what, what does she have on? Instead of us coming to hear the word of God, now, I'm not telling you what people wear uh, is not important. But I am saying there are problems that we have and we're so focused on the problem that somebody else has. We know Jesus told us that. But now these people are in the temple. Some of them are here to hear the word of God, but somebody is not.
0: Three for us, man. And the scribes and Pharisees brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act.
1: Now these were church people, scribes and Pharisees. They brought someone in. They said they caught a red hand in adultery. But now... Jesus is going to do something interesting here. Read for us, man.
0: Now Moses and the law commanded us that such should be stoned. But, but what sayest thou?
1: They say we ought to kill this one. According to the law, we should kill her. But what do you have to say about it, Jesus? Read
0: for us, man. This they said, tempting him, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the, on the ground as though he heard them not.
1: Read that one more time for us, man.
0: This they said, tempting him that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not.
1: My God. Jesus stooped down and wrote something in the ground. But the part that I want to point out to you specifically, it says, as though he heard them not. He ignored them. He knew exactly what they were saying. He knew exactly what they were saying. See, there are some accusations against us that people will lie on you. People will steal from you. People will do all types of things. There's some things you've got to be willing to ignore in life if you really want what God has for you. As I told you earlier, there's some thoughts. Sometimes it's not even someone else. Sometimes it's just thoughts. Look, when we get sick, I know what type of thoughts go through our minds because it's happened to me time and time again. The moment we become sick, the moment things look bad, we say, man, looks like I'm not going to make it. We've got to be willing to ignore thoughts it, it might have been a long time but there's people in the book struggling with things 38 years 12 years so many different amounts of years so many lengths of time people having issues since they were born and God stepped in and intervened he stepped in and solved the problem said, we've got to be willing to ignore some things and still hold on to God and believe the help is on the way. He's not a God who does not have compassion. He's moved with how we feel. He's he's moved by it. He's bothered by it. Jesus wept as he looked on his people. He hurts for us. He feels for us. That's what he's trying to get us to see. He cares what we're going through. Because it seems like when we're telling other people our problem, they ignore all that. But now we start talking about some juicy business, some juicy gossip. Oh, everybody's all ears for that. They hear every word then. So Jesus, he stooped down, wrote something in the ground as though he heard them. Now, he heard exactly what they said. He knew exactly what was going on. But there is victory. When we learn how to ignore certain things, we got to ignore the right things. See, our problem is we ignore the wrong things and we give heed. Excuse me. We, we, we ignore the things that we should not ignore. And the things that we should be ignoring, we pay close attention to that. When somebody comes in and says something about us, we say, look, say it again so I can hear it. We heard it the first time. But we want to make sure <laughs> we want to make sure we got it all right in our, in our uh, journal. <laughs> we want to make sure we got it all right, so we can bring it up to someone else when we say when they say, "Man, what happened between you and so and so?" Oh, they said this about me, and then they said that. Look, we should be ignoring that stuff. So many people are losing their lives. I'm seeing it happen every day. Situations I I won't even bring up uh, specifically who and where and all of that, but situations happening every day. People losing their lives. Even on last night, people losing their lives because we cannot ignore things. This is a problem. This is the problem. We're getting into fights. We're getting into all kinds of altercations because we just cannot ignore what someone did or what someone said. I seen a lady um, killed her husband back here not long ago. On social media, her husband cheated on her. Now, it was wrong. Now, if what they're saying is true, it was wrong that he cheated. This is what happened here. It's the same thing that that happened here. This woman cheated. And so somebody said, she need to be killed. That's not what Jesus said. See, if that lady the person that did it here recently, if she had looked at this and said, you know what? I've got to overcome this. I've got to ignore it. it wasn't right. That doesn't mean you accept that it's right. But you know what? I need to move on. If this person doesn't want to treat me with the respect that God told us to treat each other with, I've got to move on and ignore it. But instead, she took matters into her own hands, killed her own husband on video. See, because we're not willing to ignore things, it's causing massive problems in our lives. Massive problems. Somebody's going to spend the rest of their life in jail because they couldn't ignore. Somebody's no longer here because they could not ignore what someone said about them because someone said their mom means nothing. Because someone said something about them That wasn't even true. And now this lie is going to cause someone to lose their life. There's power in ignoring people. Now, again, we've got to ignore the right things now. We've got to ignore the right things. Accusations. Somebody accusing you even when you didn't do it. Even when you did wrong. You've got to know that there's still an opportunity for you to be forgiven. God desires to forgive you. All you've got to do is just own up to your mistakes. That's That's all he's looking for. He's not looking to condemn you, to send you to hell. He wants you to make it to heaven. In the book of Romans, he told us, there is therefore now no condemnation. If you would get into Christ, If you would follow him, he said, there's no condemnation for you. There's no hellfire waiting for you. But you got to learn how to ignore what somebody's going to say about you. Look, Look, when you start living a godly life, people got a whole lot to talk about then. As long as you're living like them, wearing what they wear, talking like they talk, doing everything that they're doing. Look, people won't say anything about you. Now, they still will talk about you. Don't get me wrong. But the moment you start being different, the moment you start saying, I want to live wholly, solely for God. They start making little jokes here and there now. They start trying to make you turn around. That's what's happening. Your own friends, your own family, your own people in the church, some of the same people in the church doing people worse than even people in the world, talking talking to other church people even worse than some people in the world do. But if we can ignore all of that, God has something for you. Read for us, man.
0: So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, he that is without sin among you, let him first cast a stone at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it, being convicted by their own conscience, went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last.
1: See, they all got out of there. Because of how he handled the situation, They, they were looking for an answer from him. Should we kill her or should we not? What should we do here? Every time somebody asks you a certain question, sometimes we know people are just trying to tempt us, same way they did Jesus. You don't have to give an answer to everything. There's certain ways and certain things we ought to ignore. He said, look, you know what? Because they continue to press him. He said, look, whichever one of you has no sin, you go ahead and do it. He didn't give them what they were looking for because God knows they weren't looking for this answer. <laughs> but he resolved this problem. See, there's power in ignoring it. And I hope and pray we will see this. So God bless you guys. I pray uh, that we will learn to resist the attacks of the devil, even though it may come through our family, our friends, even though it may come through uh, people in our own household. Our spouse, our kids, our whoever. Sometimes it might even come from our own pastor. Whoever it comes from, we've got to be willing to ignore some things. Because in the end, God always works it out. If you would just do what he says, he's going to step in and work it out. We've seen God work this situation out for this woman right here. They wanted to kill her. And God worked it out. So God bless you guys. At this time, I will turn it back into the hands of Melvin. I've enjoyed you guys as always, and I appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in, for being in the midst of another Bible study. I pray you guys continue to seek him, continue to learn of him. So God bless you.
0: Thank you. Um, Very good message as always. And um, you mentioned that in one place it said there is no more condemnation. But even in this story that we're reading now, Jesus asked a young lady, where are those accusers? And um, she said, there are none. And then Jesus said, neither do I condemn thee. And and then he said, go on and sin no more, because that's another part of this story that we tend to not go over. Um, We look at this and say, he who is without sin cast the first stone. We look at that as an example for us to continue sinning because we all sin. You know, there's one place where it says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but that is the total wrong direction or the wrong angle to look at this because Jesus did tell the woman to sin no more. So I just wanted to add that in to this story. And I'm um, going back to my testimony at the beginning of the, of the live stream. I knew Tony would figure out a way to <laughs> relate The two. So um, I figured that. But uh, we definitely have to ignore what others say. Uh, No matter what side you're on, whether you're living in the ways of the world or the holy way of God, people are going to say something. So you might as well just live holy and let them talk about you because there is no condemnation. There is no hellfire waiting for you because one thing that we have to get through our heads is the only opinion that matters is God's not my mom, not my dad, sister, brother, wife, or or anybody. They can have a certain opinion of us, but if it's not aligned with how God sees us, it doesn't matter. Because God said, if I'm for you, I'm more than the whole world against you. And we as human beings, we like to fit in. Uh, we did a Bible study three or four years ago called You Are Special, because we are. He called us that, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. We are special. We are meant to stand out. But the, but that is what we don't want to do. We feel more comfortable fitting in. We're scared of doing what God says because of the persecution that follows. Jesus promised us all of these things, all of the good things along with persecution. And he said, "If you suffer for my name's sake, you are blessed." But yet we shy away from those situations, and I've been guilty. <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, we have to realize like, hey, I need to please God. It's better to please God than please man. And and going back to the topic of ignoring another thing that causes us our lives is um, road rage. You know, somebody may cut us off or, you know, throw us the finger and we feel the need to get back at them. People have lost their lives doing that, not just in the car, but um, let's just say you're shooting pool. And a guy just talking noise the whole game because he's beating you pretty badly. And, and what he's saying is getting to you. And instead of ignoring it, you go trying to talk noise back to him. And then it starts to get personal. And then he or she goes and grabs a gun. A life could be lost because we couldn't ignore it. Now, I I, I can be a competitive. I don't like to lose either, but I, I, I know I'm not going to let it get to the point where it's personal where chaos could ensue to the point where someone loses their lives, because it's not that important. The next day is not going to matter. You know, we hold grudges on on people for so long, and that person, sure, they may have done us wrong, but they live to turn their lives around fully living for God, and we're still plotting on, on how to get revenge on them. And one place it said, vengeance belongs to the Lord but we're trying to take it in our own hands because we don't feel God has handled it correctly or how we thought when he doesn't give us what we deserve as far as um, being hellfire, because we are all deserving of that. And speaking on the um, topic of forgiveness, uh, my wife says something. She said one thing she's learned, she has learned is that forgiveness is not for the other person. It's for yourself. And I can definitely get behind that because One place uh, in the word of God, it says if we don't forgive the people who trespass against us, then God is not going to forgive us. So, I mean, it can be for the other person in terms of you showing that, look, I'm not holding this against you. Look, I forgive you. It's all right. But it's for yourself. You're, You're taking that weight off of your shoulder. Because like I said, this could be some people hold on to grudges for years, 30, 40 years. I remember watching the documentary, um, The Last Dance, a few years ago when it was talking about Michael Jordan. And he is still holding grudges or holding somewhat against Isaiah Thomas for something that happened in the 80s. And Isaiah Thomas as well. And I'm not trying to just talk bad about them, but that's just an example. This is this is what we do. So, I mean, we know the outcome if they don't forgive each other. And then the word it says, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. But that's all I have to add. Um, we have to learn how to ignore. <laughs> it, it, it's just too many good things that could happen from that. And I'm not saying ignore everything, because sometimes, um, for instance, when the baby is crying, something actually is wrong. But you know, with being a parent, you you start to learn those different cries, and we are <laughs> definitely in the pro process of learning. It's a journey, and and I, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, the ups and the downs. I know that it always won't won't be like this. So I'm again, I'm grateful to God for allowing both my wife and our child to be fully healthy, no problems whatsoever, stronger than ever. And while we're doing, still doing this recovery process. So there are no comments as this is a pre-recorded message. And if you ever question if this is a pre-recorded message or not, I have it scrolling down at the bottom, if it is, so you'll know. We're not ignoring your comments, but we still do encourage you to leave them because we can always respond to them at any time. And
1: I will say, uh, why are you talking about that? Sorry to cut you off. If um, um, I, I I'm trying my best to be watching these live. Uh, so if you do have something you want to say, uh, please feel free to do so. Please feel, feel free to comment um, and ask a question. And by chance, if uh, neither one of us do see your comment, um, we'll get back to you at a later time. And if nothing else, uh, message us directly um, and we'll, we'll get back to you accordingly. So uh, thank you for that.
0: Definitely. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We would love to see you guys there. It's always a good message. Always good to hear the word of God and to learn how to apply it to our daily lives. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There's reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. If the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another great topic coming straight from the Word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend, and thank you once again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash Bible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation. Because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign $JOYSTORM12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always.